Hello, everyone, and welcome to Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Colby, Bartholomew Griffin. And today, we have a special guest on today. You probably know her as the director of two of our favorite episodes from The Last Kingdom. Today, we have Sarah Gorman on the Screen Chronicles. Thanks Hi, for joining everyone. us, Sarah. Hi, lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? Good, yeah, good. Coping with lockdown, you know, getting yeah, through it. But yeah, all very good. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing our podcast thing. And uh, what do you do during the day to keep yourself busy? A lot of homeschooling. Oh, really? (laughs) Which I'm not a natural at. No? No. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's keeping me busy. The days just go, you know, and you've got the schoolwork you've got to get through and suddenly the day's gone, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So we're very interested in learning about how you got to where you are as a director. So uh, could you walk us through a little bit of your career path? The sort of short answer is my background is I, I, I did a postgraduate uh, course at the BBC. Okay. And sort of moved around the BBC, which was great, and then landed in their promo department, which meant I wrote and directed their promos which was really great. Very cool. Um, and then I felt like I needed to get better at working with actors. So I went and worked in theatre for a bit. Gotcha. And then slowly, it takes a long time, made my way into TV, into TV drama. Very mainly cool. Some comedy, but mainly drama. Cool. What was your first project you worked on for, uh, for drama? Um, I think it was a hospital drama called Holby Holby which is a sort of regular um, Tuesday night, BBC One, nine o'clock, the classic. It's a really good show to learn your ropes, actually. Okay. Yeah, really good show to learn the ropes because it's fast and you have to be super planned. And I think before I, you know, the week before I'd done that, I was shooting an advert where we had, you know, a whole day to shoot 30 seconds worth. Where then, you know, the next week you go into drama and it's on a drama like that. It's a day to shoot eight pages. So you sort of have to, but you know, it, coming from advertising, really, you sort of, you're planned. You're used to storyboarding everything and you've got your shot list. So yeah, Just the, so that's, the, that's the potted version gotcha. of how I, got, how I got into it. And then, you know, you sort of, you go from project to project and work out what you like to do and what you're good at. And then, um, yeah, see where it all takes you. Very cool. Very cool. And I bet that planning really kind of helped with things maybe like the Battle of Tetton Hall and <laughs> some oh, yeah, epic things like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, with that battle, there was literally, I drew up a battle plan for the battle. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to prep something like that. But I remember, you know, a few days before we started, we went to that field with the mm. crew and I had the big battle plan of what was taking place where all sort of, you know, labelled up and we could see where each story beat was going to happen. So everyone had a, an idea of where, where it would be and what we would what we'd shoot in which order. Yeah, so it's just sort of, yeah, you just have to be so planned with those, um, oh my God. those scenes. Did you know that the, the trench was going to already be like a main part of the battle? It was like the beginning trap. Was that something already planned? No, actually, it, oh. in the script, it was uh, a bridge. So in this group, it was a bridge that they would uh, lure the, the, the Danes over and they rigged the bridge so it would collapse. But we spent weeks and weeks and we couldn't find 
the right location because although you know we could build a bridge I needed a huge space for all these five armies to come so we could right. find a bridge but there wasn't enough areas for the other people to come from so um, I went to look at that the location we ended up using and we were talk, thinking about maybe burning something there and I just when I was there I just thought you know what they could do they could maybe dig a trench um, and because the key thing was that it was about Uhtred using the natural environment, being clever there. Being cunning, so, right? And, yeah. Yeah. And, and I just thought, well, they could do that. There was a sort of natural dip in the landscape. Right. I thought if we could, you know, I had to do a bit of selling on that idea, but they went with it in the end. So it was wow. great. I thought it was yeah. so cool. I mean, when we first saw the trailer, I mean, that was, I think, what got a lot of people hyped for the, the season, too, is just seeing those horses falling into this trench. I mean, that was something, I mean, I'm sure has been in other battles, but it's something I haven't seen in recent years. Mm. I've seen a lot of fire, you know, blocking people. Yeah. Stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a disguised trench with yeah. the green know. layering. It, you know, it's a very it's unique very, idea. It just, it just, you know, it's when you're sort of sometimes when you're up against the wall, uh -huh. We've been looking for so long for this river. It's just like, what else can it be? What else can it be? And I just suddenly thought, well, maybe, maybe that. I didn't know, you know, as a director, you, you sort of should never think about the practicalities first. Just think of the idea and then right. think, can it be done? You know, so I just thought about the idea and then spoke to those, you know, the other amazing HODs and we worked out a way to do it. Amazing. Amazing. And not guess... a single horse was hurt. So that's Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, we saw some behind-the-scenes footage, and it looks like you guys rigged up a crazy contraption with, like, um, I don't know what kind of material those horses were, but uh, and then kind of flung them into the, the trench. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, it was, a real, it was a real mix of, you know, obviously lots of um, visual effects, and um, the horses, were they would lie down in the trench and could get up, and wow. that, was, that was brilliant. So, the, you know, the... Um, the horse person would make sure they're all uh, lying down and then you see them getting up and that just helps enormously to, you know, sell that idea. To sell it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So backing up, you talk about having to sell the idea of, you know, that concept of the trench, but backing up to before you were even involved in the show, how did you become involved with Last Kingdom? Did, did you kind of have to sell a concept or anything to the producer, the executive producers? No, what happened or? was I did a show for the company called okay. Jamestown, um, which is a, a fantastic show. And I loved it. And I did that the year before in Budapest with them. And it was just a dream, actually, a really dream job. And they just asked me if I fancy doing Last Kingdom after that. Cool. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I'd watched Last Kingdom and loved it. And, you know, women in action, they, they, they often the paths don't cross. So I jumped at the opportunity to, to do that, you know. Very cool. Well, now looking at your, your resume now, I mean, it seems like you're involved in a lot, or not a lot, but some other big sort of upcoming medieval shows or Sword and Shield, however <laughs> you want to describe yeah. it. You're in the season yeah. two of The Witcher. I love, yeah. you know, The Witcher franchise. Um, and then yeah. the new series, yes. Cursed. I'm very excited about yeah. this. So is that a genre yeah. you really like then? Or, or how did you well, it, get into that? It's sort of what I've found myself in, you know, just, just recently over the last few years. And I think for me, we're, it's, it's, it's always about the story, 
you know, I don't, yeah. the genre is a, the genre, it's, for me it's about the story. And I got sent the scripts for Curse while I was doing Last Kingdom actually. And they were interested in me directing the final two episodes, which are, you know, another big battle, a huge action packed end. And they sent me all the 10 episodes and said, you know, just don't feel you need to read them all, just read like, maybe the first two and your two. And I was filming while I was coming back from the battle and these scripts came through, but I couldn't, I had, they just, they, they, they drew me in immediately. I just read them all, you know, they're, they're such, such great scripts. Oh boy. Um, and a joy to do, you know, and the Arthurian legend, but told through the Lady of the Lakes, you know, which becomes the Lady of the Lakes. Yes. I've not seen that before. Yeah. Boy. It definitely looks like a really cool, interesting twist on the whole King Arthur thing, which I'm another mm. big fan of that whole mythology yeah. and all that. So do you think yeah. Curse is a show that Last Kingdom fans are going to be able to connect to? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think it's, you know, it's that reimagining, um, but and it's, it's fantasy where I think, you know, Last Kingdom is rooted in history, actually. You know, right. it's so fresh and it's got really interesting themes to it. I think they will. And, you know, it's, it's Frank Miller, you know, who is, he's, it's Tom Wheeler and Frank Miller. Um, so it's got a, such a, it's got a really strong visual look to it you know which we sort of certainly for me to be able to sit with him and say how do you see this scene could you draw me a few frames this is like a dream come true you know and to sort of i i was sort of inspired by his drawings i do i do think they will and and it's it's there's lots of action but there's lots of emotion too and i think that's what it has in common with the last kingdom very cool. Well, we're strongly considering covering um, some episodes of Cursed, like just like we did Last Kingdom too. So we're very excited. That's coming out in what's today, the ninth, the seventeenth, right? Yes, seventeenth. Yeah, and I did the final two. Yes, final two episodes. Is it another ten episodes in it? Or, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's ten. I hope you enjoy it. It's great. It's, it's really, really good. Good to work on. Were you able to wrap up to The Witcher? Uh, the episode you shot there before all the quarantine happened, or or is that no? No, I was okay. in prep for, uh, for The Witcher. So um, we, I go back in a few weeks, which gotcha. I can't wait for. It's really exciting, All right. yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. be excited for that. We, uh, we enjoyed season one, so we'll yeah. be excited to watch season two, um, yes. and we'll be looking for your episodes in that as well. Do you know what episodes you're directing in that yet? Yeah, I'm doing three and four. So there are eight cool. episodes, and I'm doing three and four. Great, great. So I think yeah. that's 2021 that's coming out. Um, it's supposed to, at least... Yeah. And uh, we'll be definitely looking forward to that as well. Speaking yeah. of episodes three and four, though, you directed yeah. three and four for The Last mm-hmm. Kingdom. Um, and those were hands down. And I'm not just saying this because we're talking to you. My favorite <laughs> episodes from the whole season. Yeah. I mean, oh, great. You, you have the big battle like we were talking in episode four. But episode three was probably one of the most emotional episodes mm-hmm. from probably the whole series definitely the whole season but definitely i think up there for the whole series i'm curious since you say you were a fan what was your reaction when you found out that one of the first one of the first moments in uh, one of your episodes you had to kill off one of the most beloved characters (laughs) well as a a director i was really looking forward to working with ian because he's amazing you know oh i get i get him for a scene you know so that was a bit disappointing but when i read the script and um that you know the the guys at Carnival have told me are oh, that one's you know it's hugely action packed, but got this really 
delicate emotional journey um, too. And then when I read the script, I just felt uh, you couldn't ask for two more perfect scripts, you know, so I get right. to do all that playing with the battle stuff and the shipwreck at sea, oh, yeah. but then deal with all that emotional stuff too, which is the favorite, you know, my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, you know, even in the battle, for me, it was about bringing out those emotional moments for people. Very cool. So it's not just people fighting, you know, it's how they feel about that moment in the battle. And, you know, and hopefully, you know, I've tried to show that for each moment. It's not just people having a fight. It's there's, there's an emotion attached to it as well. Right. And in that very first scene of episode three, obviously, Bayaka, mm -hmm. you know, spoiler alert, if anybody doesn't know, Bayaka dies very early. And then Uhtred goes into rage mode and one yeah. thing that i found was very um kind of a unique uh filming style was mm -hmm. it was almost slow motion it was kind of slow motion as he was fighting his way out of bebenburg and i thought it really helped amplify the anguish that he was yeah. kind of going through could you talk yeah. a little bit about some of the choices you made in that battle yeah um interesting for that opening sequence so just anecdotally that was my first that those four days to film that were my first four days of filming, wow. which is, you know, usually you want like two people in a tent talking. You know, you want a minor scene there. to warm up, right? <laughs> yeah, straight right. in with Bjorka's death. Um, <laughs> but, um, and what was, what was interesting, uh, you know, that had to be very, very planned as well because it's four days of action and then the boat stuff. And um, so it was all storyboarded. And, you know, when I started on this show, you know, obviously every director says this about all their shows, but I wanted these episodes to just be brilliant, you know, really, really fantastic, partly because I'm the first woman to do it yes. and it's action. And I wanted it to be better than any. So I was, you know, said to all the HODs, I want it to be better than anything you've done. I want us to really, some people showed up with stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, the DOP I was working with had this idea to, we were always going to shoot 50 frames so we could slow it down when we wanted. But then okay. he said, why don't we do a pass at um, 12 frames? It meant that, you know, we, you couldn't change the speed in post, but it meant uh, different, that's what the, I think that's the effect you're talking about. At moments we go to that. I think so. Um, and it's just to give it a different, a different feel, but also to sort of try and use something different to be in with Lutrid. Yeah. Slow-mo works, and it works brilliantly, that's why people use it all the time, but just try and, try and find something different. And he'd used that effect before, and he okay. showed me it. Um, we did a little test, and I just thought, you know what, it's worth a go. It's yeah. worth a go and, and try and, to try and be in that person, that character's head. Exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's what you're going for because yeah. that's how I felt watching it. And a lot of people talk about The Last Kingdom as being very realistic, the filming style. And to mm. me, even though it was in slow motion, it was like, have you ever thought about something tragic that's happened in your life? It's almost like everything else slows down. And, yeah. and that was yeah. really, I really like that choice. Oh, good, good. Well, I think, you know, it, it, it is realistic, The Last Kingdom, but I think if you look at the, over the series, it's, it's evolved. Absolutely. You know, I think it was uh, the first series, it was all following in front, handheld. You know, now mm -hmm. there, there's definitely that, and it, that, that style is lovely and it works really well for the show. And it, it's, it's a cool, I love shooting that way. But also, there's, it, there are more composed shots and cranes, and, yeah. you know, certainly I, that's what I want to do in my episodes and drones. So you can mix up a bit 
but keeping that sort of core visual that was there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And then going into further in that episode, what we always, one of the big parts of our talks about The Last Kingdom is the, the scenes of camaraderie uh, within mm. the group. Because a lot of dramas, uh, I think they, they always stick to like negative drama between characters to make drama. Yeah. But I really like uh, what we call bro moments in the group. The like the yeah. Uhtred and uh, Finnin moment at the top of the hill there. Can yeah. you tell yeah. us about that scene? Was that all written down? Because that was a very emotional scene. Yeah, it, it, I spent a lot of time with the actors before I started filming with them one on one. Oh, cool. Especially with Alex, um, to you know, because he had this huge journey to go on in my episodes, huge loss, and then the recovery and the father son dynamic, losing a father and having to become a father. You know, it was all, it was huge for him. You know, one of the things we all spoke about actually was that those bro moments, as you call them, and how um, actually with that that scene on the hill it is Finnan doing what he can for him and then also covering for him when he goes back down to the rest of the guys yes so to say he's okay don't worry don't worry you know so he's he's shaken back I think but he he knows what he needs to do and knows we're getting back and you know I was really interested I'm really interested in emotion and to see you know male characters these warriors being able to show it or or you know not help not being able to help showing it. Absolutely. I think you do it well, or I mean, the actors do it well and you help capture it well. And especially mm -hmm. in episode three, in one moment in particular, it was kind of nostalgic that I really mm -hmm. liked is when they were leaving Bebenbur mm -hmm. and the pull, pulled. And I don't know if it was deliberate, but it just brought me back and Steve back to uh, season two on the slave ship. Oh, and yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. Uhtred's reached his lowest point, his you know, since that lowest point, it's like his next lowest point. It's kind of how we interpreted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a real joy to be able to go into that emotion of it. And it's really important to, um, you know, Alex and I worked quite hard together before we filmed, before we got to any of the filming, in plotting his emotional journey. So it wasn't repetitive. You know, because right. he has those moments where he's on the hill or he's by the, the, the lake um, and it sort of culminates in him burying the cross. So it was just, you know, we both really want to make sure that each moment was different for him uh, and that it was moving, moving and changing so he could get to that end point to lay it all to rest and to, to get on with it. <laughs> Kind of going through the stages of, of grief, I guess. Yeah. You know, he shows yeah. anger and then despair and, you know, very cool. Yeah. And then looking at the ways that that affected his relationship with his son. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and how um, that, uh, that anger, where that, what that anger is about, is it about him or is it not about him? And where Finn is also the peacemaker in that, which was, that, you know, they're great scenes. Because, they're, they're, you know, those scenes, they're full of what's not said which is the most interesting thing. You know? Well, it is interesting. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of had, I guess, Uhtred really needed it to be his son to be the one to say, you know, I'll be with you or, you know, yeah. pretty much tell him I got your back for him to kind of push yeah. him forward. Very cool. Yeah. And that scene was like four in the morning. I remember. Really? In a, in a tent. Yeah. Four in the morning in a tent, pouring down. And we, you know, we were all shattered after a week of nights. So there was a real sort of rawness to the atmosphere in that tent, just the three of us there, you know, rehearsing because of 
all that had gone and where we were and just the sort of, you know, the physicality of that evening can really help. Wow. So then uh, after that, a big emotional episode, you get into the battle and like you told us, you, you had to create a battle plan uh, for this. Mm. What were some big things that I guess you wanted to see from this, uh, you know, going into it? Well, I wanted it to feel really grubby. You know, okay. I wanted it to be elbows and knees and dirty and not sort of, no elegance to it, you know. And um, I, when I spoke to the, the stunt team about that, you know, I just said, I just want to keep shooting. I don't want to go in for close-ups separately. I want it to all be part of the action. Um, and the camera team were great. They, you know, it, it was quite incredible, actually, how they, oh, we just did lots of very long takes and incorporated all the, the detail within the, the one take, which is what I wanted. You know, I, I sort of feel um, when I'm watching action, if, it, if it's too cutty, I don't, I don't believe it. Okay. You know, yeah, I can see why they've, you know, or I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it as much. In terms of visual style, that's what I wanted the feeling to be. So it was just messy and that the, the camera could follow everything um, mm. and not, I wouldn't have to edit too much. Um, and then it was about, I wanted there to be highs and lows, you know. Okay. Um, so I'm not, I, I'm not a massive action watcher. I don't want to, you know, watch action for the sake of it. I'll watch it if there's something interesting about it. So I wanted there to be a journey, a real journey in it for, for wow. the audience. Um, and then I think the only thing I wanted that wasn't there besides the trench, in the script was, when I read it, you know, all those emotional moments for the characters were there, but no one, no one in the script said, well done, or said anything, actually, to Ethelfled. And she'd done such an amazing thing. And, yeah. you know, and she's a historical figure. You know, we learn about the Battle of Tettenhall in school here. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, and I, cool. I, I said to the showrunner, you know, no, one's, no one says anything to her. This is... She's done this. It's huge. And actually, they wrote um, Old Home saying, you know, you did it or something. You did it, my lady. Well, uh, you know, the equivalent of well done. And that was the only change I wanted, really, just for it to mark that moment, because what she did was huge. Oh, my God. You know, and yeah. she, as a, as, a, as, a, as a true female, you know, historical character, she, people don't know about her as much. Her, her story needs to be told. And I, and I think it is. And I think, you know, anybody who's listening to this right now who doesn't realize Ethel Flood was real, like, yeah. do the research. It's amazing. The things that It's amazing. She actually, did. it's really, really interesting. I was, uh, you know, I started the job and I was listening to the radio back home and um, Radio 4 just had a 15-minute program about her. Um, oh. uh, you know, and it was, it was like, it's called Great Lives and how the sort of, you know she's a really interesting warrior yeah Amazing. because in history she really did uh she was really her army at least was really at the battle of tettenhall along yeah, with edward and they yeah. joined together to fight off the danes and, and yeah. ethel flood in history is known for helping fight the danes off for mercia which is really cool yeah yeah. So, so I think it comes off in, in the episode that Ethelflaed is doing something against all odds. She doesn't have her full army. She summoned the Fjords, um, but mm. and she's got Uhtred's gang. They're, you know, the Welsh do show up, which is pretty cool. But, um, but she's doing something against all odds, and she's doing it because yeah. she knows it's the right thing to do. So it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. I like the the whole uh, thing of just trying to get that vision of England. Uh, I felt like she was the one really on track with that this season, and Edward had mm. sort of fallen off uh, because there's even a point where Uhtred's like, you know, hey, we've got like five guys here guaranteed to fight, you know, <laughs> but he doesn't know everyone else coming, and she's like, I'll stay anyways. You know, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, we what, need to do. Yeah, what, it's fantastic to to you know she's she's a, a female character who's not only concerned with love she's concerned with yes. bigger things than that it's great to direct that sort of character and also to play her, i would imagine you know and emily yeah. like, enjoys playing playing her Definitely. yeah the stakes are bigger they yeah. are and and Uhtred gives her an out i think right before the battle he's like you know nobody's yeah. gonna think badly of you if yeah. you back down yeah but she stands yeah. up and it's very yeah. cool um, so speaking of introducing the Welsh there, yeah. So you in your episodes, I think, is the first time we meet them. Mm. Um, so what were some of your ideas about how you wanted them to to kind of look to us as the audience? So when you know thinking of the battle, which is the you know where I you where, where you see the most of my episodes, I was really you know to sell the battle. And so like, it's big, we need those big wide shots as well as those, you know, the big drone shots, the shots on the hill. And um, what I was really worried about was how would we tell which side was which? Oh, yeah. There's so many different groups, you know, there's five groups that are sort of all intermingled. Uh, you know, who, how can we make each group look different? And so I wanted the Welsh to look different. Um, and the costume designer, came up with this lovely red for them to wear and it was a it was a red but it was a red that worked it worked on screen because sometimes it doesn't and she and I remember the first one she showed me her ideas for it, I just said this is great because it looks so you'll you, you'll be able to tell them apart yeah. and that's what I needed of the visuals to to sort of say who was winning who was where um and to give that distinction cool. yeah so that's what I wanted for the Welsh yeah I'd say this battle too was I, I love all the other battles on the show and I, they were always like exciting and I love uh, how they would evolve, especially the one in uh, season two where they're going to Dunholm. But this one was probably the first one where I just felt tense the whole time oh. and was worrying, <laughs> who's going to die? Is that, are they going to die there? And I was just on the edge of my seat. You had my, us my... <laughs> off the couch so many times going, yeah! Good. <laughs> good. That is really good. And you know, it, so it's, it's for the actors as well. They are, they're incredible, you know, it's really lucky in terms of, they, I don't think we ever used stunt doubles, you know, oh. they just, because, because of the way I was shooting it, you know, we, the, the doubles will be there in terms of, and if they would stand in for rehearsals and maybe they're super wide, but they, they are just, they're really skilled at all that stuff. And it helps so much because you know i just do it and do it and do it for real and not have to worry about hiding anything which is what i wanted that style of that battle to be right but like you're saying to have that tension of um will they who will survive who will survive mm -hmm. and there's that moment where you know get, getting that balance of keeping it real for the actors but for them registering the emotion as well so for example mm -hmm. when utrid pulls the dane off young utrid that's a big father-son moment there, but actually they can't play that much of it because they have to then carry on fighting. Fighting, right. But, you know, I think they did it great, actually. It's just a, you just see it slightly in their eyes and then they, they carry on. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah it was great to do. It was, um, it was, it, you know, a, a lot of hard work for everybody, for all departments. You yeah. Know. Oh, we can't um, imagine the work that goes into it. Oh my oh, God. Oh God. We can't even imagine. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the planning and and every day after the Basel meetings, what have we missed? What do we need? How many people have we got tomorrow? Um, and just the sheer exhaustion, especially for the camera team, I think running around all day, you know, yeah. um, with the cameras and, uh, and yeah, but everyone, it was a great feeling at the end of the, that battle week when we finished, you know? Wow. So what kind of pressure does that feel like when you know you have a finite amount of time to do this? Do you really feel the heat of the, you know, of that pressure? Yeah. I mean, we, we had a really good plan. And the plan, you know, evolved. But I had a really supportive exec producer, Nigel, yeah. who, um, you know, just sort of said to me, just, just, I, 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 you know, as a director, I do take responsibility for um, finishing on time and making sure that we have, you know, we do within the time we've got. And I think we got, you know, he understood that we needed more time than was probably there. And we got an extra bit of time. Um, yeah. And I was worried about the weather, because we had no yeah. weather cover, what would happen, you know. But he just was incredibly freeing, actually. He just said, look, just do what you do. And if you don't get it all, we'll sort it out. And that is cool. amazing to hear. Yeah. So he was Very great. Cool. He was great. So I heard that you like in battles that you feel like there needs to be a story within the battle as mm. well. And I think in the Battle of Teton Hall, there's several going on at once. Um, you know, you got Canute and Uhtred's thing and Brita that eventually yeah. comes in and you got Ethelflaed and Aldhelm, you have Ethelred, mm -hmm. a bunch of them. One of our, a few of our favorites, let's start with the Ethelflaed Aldhelm moment. Oh, Could you yeah. talk a little bit about bringing this moment to life? Because that was my personal favorite moment from the battle, uh, especially when it shows Edward was the one that saved them. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that, that is, um, it's quite a short amount of screen time, but it's quite hard to get all of that in because there's a lot of the main characters there, you know, Jack Daw, and then we have to reveal Edward and they're fighting, but it has to feel organic that they lose, she loses her weapon with all the fighting going on around. Um, but actually it was a lovely beat to do because it's about their relationship, yeah, you know, and she wants him yeah. to, to kill her and he won't. And, you know, that's sort of mirrored later on with Breeder and Uhtred. Right. You know, and that sort of love that is there and he, he couldn't do it. And, that, you know, it, it was also sort of about making it clear why someone else didn't come in and kill her while she was, you know. So, right. and that was obviously because Jack Daw was there and she's a prize and they want to take her. But, yeah, that was, that was, that was a lovely beat for them because of that, the, the dynamic between them and then, what it means for Edward, for her, for Edward to come and save her. Yes. And again, it's one of those where she couldn't, Millie couldn't play too much of that gratitude because she had to carry on fighting. But I think she did it brilliantly. You see it and then she picks up her sword and it galvanizes her to carry on. Absolutely. I know that was when I saw Edward, that was one of the moments where I got off the couch and it was just like, yeah, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was great. He got off the horse, was roaring round. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a it's a you know it's it's a it's a it's an interesting energy the battle week. Mm. You know because everybody's there all the time, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people, and the the adrenaline has to be there for the actors, and they they're all really 
anxious and keen that it looks authentic because that's part of the show. Yeah, it, it gives it it gives it something. Yeah. One of my well, my favorite moment from the battle is probably at the end where Uhtred and Canute square off. And to me, oh, yeah. uh, we haven't had a real crazy one-on-one fight in a while. Probably mm. my favorite before this. Well, I like the Ragnar and Kjartan one, but probably Ubba and Uhtred from season one. It's probably my favorite. And then this one, though, was just so raw and brutal. It was. I guess that's what you were going for with it then, huh? Yeah, completely. And it was about, you know, he is completely reckless because he thinks his child's been killed. And, yeah. and for us, uh, you know, for me uh, and the actors, it was about what that, where that rage comes from and what it fuels him to do. Um, and it is, it's grief, you know, it's a loss of a child that, you know, and, and he will, it doesn't matter what it takes, he will go and find Uhtred. And yeah, we wanted it, I, I wanted it to feel like you didn't know who might win, you know, um, and that there was this rawness to it. And that's why they were rolling on the floor a bit, they were against a tree, you know, it was just sort of gruff faces because I wanted it to feel like, this man is, he will do anything because of what this other guy's done to his child. But then Uhtred is, you know, he's a good fighter. He's so skilled that he, he will be able to. And then that moment when Breeder comes in, you know, and that was all revealed. Is, uh, it's huge to play, you know, for Emily. And um, it's sort of, it's all said in that moment to her. But um, I think they all did a great job, you know. And I was looking at Magnus' death the other day, actually. It was, he's great. And it, you just sort of see, you know, it was, yeah. And that was hard. You know, the whole battle week, it was boiling. I can't tell you how hot it was. Yeah. You know, that, that field yeah, during the summer. Oh, yeah, in Budapest. You know, it's really hot. And um, that was great. And it was, it was about, uh, as well for me, getting them the, the sort of rationality of it geographically. So they need to be away from the battle. Okay. So that the people didn't come and help or stop them. Mm-hmm. But, so, but it, so it's for me finding a believable way to get them to that location. That's, that's I what I really it. liked about it. Is I, I hate when you see in a movie just two guys are squared off in the middle of everyone. I mean, it, it'll look cool, but it's like, why is no one else like running into them at the very least on accident? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it makes, yeah, it makes no sense. So I, I, you know, and I, I had to, you know, I think we went and did a drone shot of the Welsh running into, or people running into the woods, so then we could have, I could justify them why, why they were in that spot. I think, you know. was it like the Danes were like retreating because, you know, Mercy had come and Wessex had come and kind of yeah. from the Welsh and then they were just chasing yeah. them down, right? Yeah, yeah. And he sees, there's a moment I, I knew I had to get was he sees him running into the woods. Yes. Um, Canute sees Uhtred and so that's like okay that's all I need and then yeah. we can cut to them in the woods yeah yeah and you mentioned about how you really like to emphasize human emotion I think Canute's a great example of that and even going back to when he first learns that his you know they think his son is dead mm. and and like you said like it just distorts his de- decision making from that point yeah. on and Brita is kind yeah. of like the common sense like we're in a good spot let's not ruin this you know so you did that well it was, it was yeah good. You know, you think about those episodes, I suppose that it's all all sort of human emotion <laughs> is there, you know, yeah. great scripts, great scripts. It's great script writing and then, um, and then bringing it to life on the screen, you know, the actors and mm. the directors and the camera operators, you know, you all deserve mm. a lot of credit for that. So it was, it was super, mm. super well done. Thank you. 
Thank you. And a lot of fun. What was your favorite beat from the battle then? Mm. I think I really liked, and I suppose, is it a beat? It's not, it, it, I really like the standoff just before it starts. Oh. And they're sort of in their triangle and you see them coming over the hill and they stop and there's just that sort of, what's going to happen? Are they going to get away with it? And just to see in, in Magnus's, in Knut's face, that sort of, he is really thinks there's something wrong, but he, he doesn't care. He's going for it, you know? Yeah. For me, that got... was it. And then it all just, it all just happens. That was that such is... a great shot too. I mean, that's, that was a great shot when they're all lined up. It made me, even though, uh, it made me think of like the Avengers or something, you know, when you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just said to them, you know, I know they were great that, you know, they were very trusting actors and I said, you know, I don't want you all to stand in a line. I want you to sort of be like, it's like a triangle Yeah. because it just looks good. It just looks better, you know, and they went with it and it was great. And, and then Finn and, um, said the prayer, the prayer. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Which he came with himself, actually, Mark. That wasn't scripted. Oh, so he really? said to me, look, I found this little prayer. Do you mind if I say it? And I was like, absolutely. And then when I got in the edit, I called him and said, just record a longer version because I can run it through the whole of that bit, actually. Oh, so, yeah, wow. he's a very thoughtful actor. Wow. Yeah, because wow. the, the opening there when he's uh, saying the prayer and everyone's just coming down to square off mm. and you don't know what's going to happen yet. I mean, that was just like in the chest pounding, you know. <laughs> Good. I'm pleased. Really yeah. pleased. So you I'm mentioned pleased. getting to the edit and I imagine a lot of stuff had to get cut out of that battle and I'm sure with a lot of the, uh, the other rest of the episodes too. Um, were there any big things that you kind of wish they could have kept but there just was not any time in that battle? Any moments? Or do you think no, you got think, them all? Yeah? I think they're all there. I mean, cool. certainly, yeah, we got everything. We got Perfect. everything, actually. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it, like I say, it was all, we knew all the beats we had to get. And right. um, and they're all quite big beats. Yeah. You know, in terms of for the rest of the series. So I don't think I could have dropped one. And um, yeah, I think we got it all. I mean, the, the sort of aftermath of the battle, when Uhtred comes back and talks uh, talks to Ethelfled and the sort of the Welsh are getting the, the spoils of war. We had to do that very quickly. We had hardly any time to film that. And from yeah. a director's point of view, I mean, it felt very natural when we did it. And it was sort of a couple, we told that we did that in a couple of shots, but um, there wasn't much time to do that. I'd have liked a bit more time to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, I think we got it all. I, I mean, it seems like every character gets their beats. It doesn't really feel like anybody yeah. is lacking anything. It, it was really well done, uh, which I imagine yeah. is a very challenging thing to do with that many people in the battle. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had a battle with like everyone in it before. I no, I think it, they said it was the biggest battle they've done in Last Kingdom, you know, yeah. um, which is great. It's just, yeah, it's really rewarding when you, you know, at the end of it, when you think, oh, we did it. We're all exhausted and like 10 years older, but we managed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So outside of the battle, were there any other favorite moments you had from those two episodes? All the emotional stuff we've talked about, all the Finn yeah. and Uchid stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a scene actually that, um, I can't remember which episode it's in now, and it's around a uh, dinner table with Edward and his mum. And it's a sort of, they're talking about, um, 
yeah. it's, not a, it's a political scene. And, and those scenes, when you read them, they can be, you know, they're quite tricky to film because it's lots of, pe- lots of eye lines, there's lots of people around the table talking about, you know, what could potentially be sort of quite boring political stuff. But I think I really enjoyed doing that scene because it was, um, again, it was about what's not said. Um, yeah, what yeah. people knowing what they shouldn't know and knowing the other one, you know, it's all about that and um, what they want but not saying what they want. And it's Edward, you know, at the end of the scene, Edward leaves um, and Ellsworth is really shaken by it. Okay. And um, that scene was, it was a great scene as well because, you know, you sort of, it's, you get to rehearse it properly yeah. and sit around the table and talk about it and like you would in theatre really and then, and then shoot it. Um, I liked it all. It was all. Um, I, I like the bits with the the um, you know the boys when when Knut's guys came and yes. they were yeah. and they were you know um, trying to break in. Um, yeah, it was all great. That was another yeah, very but, cunning Uhtred moment there too, throwing over one of the already clever, headless isn't he? guys. Very clever. Yeah, that. it was cool. <laughs> I like that reveal too. Um, and just real quick, also. Uh, the end of episode three, I really love the shot of the Danes at night coming over the hill with the torches. Oh, yeah. Lovely yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's to set, set up that sort of, um, that tension. Yeah, you can't stop. You know, yeah, it's, it's always that thing, isn't it? You know, do, should the audience know what the characters don't or not? And I think that, you know, that choice in the script to, to, for the audience to know, but them not to just, creates a great tension. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, speaking of another moment of tension, we, I, I'd be remiss if we did not talk about that moment of Uhtred and, and Brita where he doesn't kill her. Yes. Um, the, watching yeah, that, yeah. like, when he, it shows his face, like, what I think is, like, I imagine all of their history in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. completely. And, you know, those two actors in that, in that moment, you're right, you see what's gone before. Yeah don't you there's all that it's that look and it's almost you can just go through there in your own mind together. yeah yeah um and there are so many times in the series you know throughout the seasons where you just they miss each other mm-hmm. you know for one reason or another and this was a big miss and you sort of understood both their points of view you know right um yeah and i'll tell you i'll tell you what was another great the the, the shipwreck at sea that was really um. great to to film definitely yeah and another thing we really liked is that Ellsworth that she was uh really emphasized as someone with a lot of knowledge and even mm. though they weren't giving her a lot of power she kind of went you know under the under you know behind their backs and you yeah. had those emotional scenes with Edward but I really liked how Ellsworth um was shown with with that kind of knowledge and she was yeah. a really key person yeah and I suppose when you know when when Alfred was alive she she didn't have the opportunity to show it so much but you know she she's got a really it's interesting because you know people's responses to her character but actually she's doing what she thinks is thinks is the best thing yeah. I suppose they all are you know but yeah. it's it's just interesting that this is what is the right thing to do for England you know yeah. for, the, for the bigger for the bigger picture um yeah it's great awesome so we also just found out yesterday that mm-hmm. season five of The Last Kingdom was announced. Yes. Can we expect you back? Can you tell us anything if you're coming back or not? Oh, uh, you know what? If I would love to. If the dates work, I would love to. And, you know, the guys know that. 
it's it's it i'm so pleased for them i'm really pleased and i would go back in a heartbeat you know Very witcher cool. permitting I'm on a witcher for a long time <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know. Absolutely. Um, but it's such good news, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's great news. Yeah. I mean, how could you not with how good it's been? You know, yeah, we knew it yeah. was going to happen. We just didn't know when. And it's just exciting. Yeah, it's really, it's really fantastic. And they are, you know, there's something when you're away, when you're all away together, you know, you sort of bond more, I suppose. And they're, they're, the actors are such a great group, you know, and they are really close and but also very welcoming. Um, and it just, it was a, a great a sort of special experience being out there in Budapest doing, doing it, you know. Absolutely. It's great. So you got some very exciting things coming, coming up, like we talked about. We'll yeah. be watching Cursed, and then we will be watching Good. The Witcher Good. someday. Good. Is there, yep. Is there anything else um, right now in the future for you, or are those the two big things? Those are the two big things, you know. Okay. You just sort of hope everything gets back to normal soon, and, you yeah. know, we... we it's great that it's all ha it's starting to happen again, but um, I suppose it's just sort of project by project now, okay. you know. I think Cursed, it's great that Cursed is coming out, and I think, you know, I think people will love it. It's such a, it's such a, it's such a fresh take on that legend. Um, yeah. And um, and then I'll, you know, be back to work on The Witcher, which seems to go down brilliantly the first season. Um, mm -hmm would be fun to do um, and then yeah then we'll see we'll see what next next year brings yeah no more homeschooling hopefully <laughs> more homeschooling how about goals do you have any other goals with your career i mean you know what i think that i'd like to maybe tell stories that women don't often get to tell yeah you know like you know they've never had a female before do the women in women in action that's why i'm sort of it's appealing to me because it's sort of been a closed shop in the yeah. past, you know, and um, I think um, good stories, just good stories. Well, you've proven that women can do it just as good as the men have done it with, with you know, episodes yes. three and four for sure. Um, real quick, did you, what other kind of research did you do getting ready for The Last Kingdom? Well, I watched, obviously, rewatched all the all season before. Um, a lot of, I like to spend a lot of time um, with, you know, talk to the writers actually and really examining the script and but also I watched every battle scene that's ever been made I think <laughs> you know <laughs> to see what I liked what worked what didn't work yeah I didn't I I felt like I didn't want to you know it's English history so I know a bit about it okay but I wanted to just go with what was on the page rather rather than what was historically uh, you know accurate that didn't interest me so much this this script the thing for me very cool and, you know, as a director, I just try and watch everything. Right. Yeah, what are some other everything. things that you like to watch or you're a fan of? Uh, well, I just tend to try and watch every film, every single film <laughs> that's going, you know, because you can always learn something as a director. You can always learn, you know, even if it's what not to do. Yeah. You know, um, and I try and watch all, all genres. Yeah, and, and, and TV, I mean, at the moment, there's so much good TV around. Yeah. Isn't there? You know, sort of spoilt for choice with all the different platforms and so uh -huh. I, I try and I try and watch everything. Were there any particular movies or shows that helped inspire you for what you did with The Last Kingdom? I don't know about inspire. I just sort of like I say, I just watched I just watched a load of action stuff. Yeah. You know, and then got the there was one great day actually where I got everybody to come to my flat 
uh, my apartment and we in Budapest and we I there was the you know the stunt the stunt um, designer the BFX guy the DOP um, and the designer and we just I just sort of said what have you always wanted to do in a battle that you've not been able to do or I want this happen but a different take on it what could we do you know and then you look and the stunt guys rolling around on the floor we could do this and the VFX guys and I could get a melon and that could be Snapper's head and, you know so it's, it, it's about um just just wanting to 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 learn from those other battles but just have a different take on it so it's not repeating it you know and to get other people's input on that very cool Thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, uh, You're welcome. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say for the fans out there listening? Oh, just that it, you know, it, it's, a, it's such a lovely show to work on. It's um, that camaraderie between everyone is real and it's a lot of fun to make and just a lot of talented people working on it, you know, and I'm just, I'm very pleased that they've got season five and I'm sure it will be incredible. Absolutely. Well, we hope to see your work on season five if the if the timing works you. out, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Been lovely to chat. Lovely to chat. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And for those listening, if you want to check out more from Sarah O'Gorman, check out her IMDb, check out Cursed, and in the future, The Witcher, and then all her other work before this, too. Anywhere else they can find you if they want to keep track of you? Um, Instagram is cool. Sarah O'Gorman UK. And then also, of course, uh, please follow and subscribe to the Screen Chronicles. We'll have more coming out. And we appreciate everybody listening. But for now, goodbye from the Screen Chronicles and Sarah O'Gorman. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.